and welcome to Sass and Sips, the podcast that celebrates women and all their unique experiences whilst navigating adulthood. I'm Chloe. And I'm Hannah. And today on the pod, we're discussing Is Chivalry Dead? Some Juicy Unfiltered Mail and the Biggest Breakups in Hollywood. Woo! Cheers! Cheers. Guess what? What? We've got two mics. <laughs> two girls, two, two mics. mics. Ladies and gentlemen, we're also in a new studio. We're in oh. our studio. Can we call it that? <laughs> Like we just did. <laughs> we just did. We're in the granny flat at my parents' place, but it's now our studio. It's now our podcast studio, Sass and Sips HQ. <laughs> <laughs> and we've only just begun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Clark? Oh, we are drinking Sips Margarita Mix. Thank you to Sips Margarita. I'm so excited. For gifting us this margarita mix. It is delicious. It's so yum. And... It's Australian made. Australian made and it's called Sips. I know. It's just meant to be. It's meant to be. Sass and Sips and Sips Margaritas. Are you joking? This one is grapefruit and jalapeno. Yeah, it's delicious. So yummy. And they very kindly sent it to us. I know. Our first little sponsor. We're very excited. Very excited. So thank you very much. It is so nice. I may be three margaritas deep. She starts three margaritas in. I'm half. Yeah, but you had a baby to I feed. I got a baby and I got a drive. <laughs> yeah, and you got a drive from the <laughs> HQ office. How was your week? My week was pretty good, actually. Good. Pretty civilized. Um, Clark and I are heading to the Hunter Valley. For people that who don't know what the Hunter Valley is, it's kind of like wine country in New South Wales. It's so beautiful. We have lots of... <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit wheezy today, guys. <laughs> I was like, am I going to wheeze into the mic or do I wheeze out of the mic? Tell me, do you want to hear it? I was sniffing in the mic last week, so you're fine. <laughs> I got the margarita and the ventolin hand in hand, double parked. It's the perfect combination. <laughs> Sorry, what were you asking me? I was just saying Hunter Valley is beautiful. Oh, I it's know. It's like um, wineries and... I've never done it. I know that sounds ridiculous. Really? Even I know. I've done it. I know. I just think it's that typical, like, you never explore your own backyard, yeah, so isn't good. it? Yeah. So it's my first time. We're leaving tomorrow, which will be Friday. And we're going to kind of like go to a few wineries, explore around. And then on Saturday, we're going to a wedding. Beautiful. I'm Can't so wait. excited. She's going to be sipping all weekend. Literally, really it's will. just begun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's your week, Han? Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm actually feeling, from the last few weeks, I feel like I've been Debbie Downer. I'm just like <laughs> drowning. I feel good. Oh, I'm so glad so to hear that. I'm on top of things again. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. But I need to tell you something that I did today, which I'm really annoyed at myself about. What? Tell me. So I'm cat sitting my friend's cat. <laughs> and I went over there. Wait, what? At your house? Not at my house. Oh, I was going to say, you've already got a cat. I've already got a cat and that's a problem. I don't like my cat, for those who don't know. We're not friends. We said we wouldn't talk about the cat no, on the pod. moving on. <laughs> this cat is at my friend's apartment. So I went over there today and they've gone on a holiday. So there were scales on the floor. So they must have been weighing their luggage. I have not weighed myself in about 10 years. I've, I don't do it for a particular reason. I don't want to see a number. I don't want it in my head. Even when I had the babies, I'd be like, don't tell me my weight. I don't want to know. Fair enough. I go in. What do I do? You Stop. fucking weighed yourself. I weighed myself. I stood on the scales and weighed myself. Why? I'm so cross at myself. And 
it's not that it was like a bad number. I just, because I had no idea how much I would weigh at mm. all. Like the last time I weighed myself, I was essentially a child. <laughs> you cannot compare. So like I'm comparing my weight to then to now. Yes. And <clears throat> I don't know. I, I was a bit upset with it. Oh, were you really? Yeah, just because, I, just because I'm like, I just didn't know what to expect. And I guess the number I saw was just higher than I assumed I would be. And it's so stupid because the reason I don't weigh myself is because of this. Because then I concentrate on the number. Yeah. And I always say to myself, like, with like weight and all this kind of stuff, I go off my clothes yes and how i feel yeah. and like if my clothes are feeling a bit tight then i'm like okay it's time to get back in the gym a bit more eat a bit healthier but can and, i sorry can hmm. i just say you're five months postpartum yeah. do not be hard on yourself like i honestly feel like giving you a little smack <laughs> on the wrist <laughs> a little smack because mm-hmm, like, but like your body has made two babies yeah you only had one five months ago yeah and like this is the thing, I'm not. I don't want to put myself on any strict diets or go crazy in the gym because I'm breastfeeding and I don't want to like stop my supply mm. or anything like that. So, um, this is just a reminder to everyone: don't fucking weigh yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the number doesn't matter. No, the number on the scale means fucking jack shit. Do you have any recommendations, Clay? I actually do. This is for my traveling girlies and boys and the Europe people. So it's an app called TripIt. Now, I'm pretty organized when I go on overseas holidays and I would like to say I've been on a few. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I thought was helpful, I would always make a folder in my emails being like, Europe trip and then put all my bookings and flight information. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, but it was never in like any chronological order. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be like, oh, like, you know, you're overseas and the concierge at the hotel is like, have you got your email and you're like still yeah, flipping yeah. through your emails? Anyway, my beautiful mum told me about this app called TripIt. And I was like, oh, because I'm about to go away on a four month, a four month, I wish, fuck. <laughs> A four-week trip to Europe. And um, my mom told me to download the app TripIt. Anyway, you literally just upload all of your information, like your flights, your hotels, the dates. You can add notes, like just say, in Puglia, I want to go to this restaurant and blah, blah, blah. Uh. Anyway, and it you click on the app and it has everything there uh. in chronological. Chronological. <laughs> Far out the margaritas. <laughs> Chronological. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's just so good and I can't wait to just have everything in the one little app. That is so good because you know yeah. what? It's stressful when you're in like an airport, you've got a layover. And there's no Wi-Fi. Yes. You need all of that stuff ready. Yeah. And you can also share it to the people that you're traveling with. Oh, so So good. Clark and I both have it on our phones. All of the details. You are prepared. Are we are prepared. She's ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready rec. to go. Have you got any Rex Ham? Yeah, I do. Give it to me. It's a movie. <gasps> a movie. Yeah. Before I start, did you watch Beef? Um. Okay. So Clark and I babysat on <laughs> Saturday night. 
and we played it and I really liked it, but he was so confused. Why? I don't know. He was just like, what's going on? I liked it oh. and I need to give it another go. You but do because it's Clark so was like holding me back. He's kind of into Black Mirror at the moment. Oh, it's too scary for me. I know. Beef is great. Yeah, I was, I was really liking it. I just need to continue watching yeah. it. Okay, good. Okay, movie recommendation is, co- is, is called, the movie is called A Man Called Otto. Oh, what's it about? It's a Tom Hanks movie, so you can't go wrong. <gasps> I love him. I know. In everything. And this is like a Tom Hanks movie that I haven't really seen him play this kind of person who's just like mm. a really grumpy old man, basically. Oh. But it's just like a really easy watch. Like, yeah. so easy. A, like a lovely story. Well, it's not really a lovely story. It's kind <laughs> of sad. Oh. Um, and it will make you cry. Oh. So, like, by the end of the movie, I was, like, sobbing. Oh. And Wes was like, are you crying? And I was like, yeah, but it started, so I've just got to keep going now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, really well, nice. I will add that to my list. Should. Also, should we go see Barbie together? I cannot wait. Let's go get, like, nice event tickets and oh, go see Barbie. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. Wait. Um. All right, moving on to... Kind of the green flags. Do you want to kind of talk about it, Ham? So last week we discussed red flags. And we actually had a request to discuss the green flags. Now, we didn't have a ton sent in for green flags on Instagram. But we did have a couple. And that was chivalry. Yep. And you may have seen on our Instagram, we did a little poll because we wanted to pick your brains about what you thought, how you were feeling about that old chivalry. Yes. So, I'm just going to read out a few of the polls' um, results. So, very interesting. 100% of the pollers... Who are male and female. Male and female of our Sass and Sips community, 100% said it was important to them. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Very. 87% said it's basic respect and manners. 50% of men said it comes naturally to them. I love that. Mm-hmm. And 74% said not being chivalrous is a red flag. Oh, I, I actually love that too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and we also said, like, send us your thoughts. What do you think? And we yes. had some interesting responses. And actually, you responded, Chloe. I did. And you, I was writing down on my phone at the time. I didn't send it to Sass and Sips. And we wrote the exact same thing. Did we really? Yeah. I only sent it because I was, you do the polls, Ham, and I was like, oh, I don't want to forget this. Yeah. I'm just going to quickly write it in. Yeah. Well, and you wrote, like, it makes me feel special, it's respect, and I literally wrote that on my phone. Oh, my God. We are so in sync. So in sync. I love that for us. But we had some uh, male write in, and I thought he said something really interesting. Do you remember what he said? Yeah, I do. He said... Good politeness, helpful, caring, without the cheesy 19th century rom-com Hollywood shit. Mm. Mm. And I kind of get that too. Yeah. And then he sent another message saying, you can still be a dick while opening doors, paying for dinner, carrying things, etc, etc. Which I think is interesting. And like... Which is so true because there's yes, so many so men out there that will be like an absolute asshole in every other domain but be like, well, I opened the door for you. Yeah, I paid for dinner. Yeah, like, like what else do you fucking want? Yeah, literally. Mm. But. It's um, not authentic, is it? No, it's not real. Then it's not being chivalry. I spoke to Wes about it. Oh, give it to me. Okay, so for those who don't know, Wes is South African. So it's like pretty much like very a cultural thing. Men it's in are, his DNA. It's in his DNA, honestly. And like. <laughs> 
he said it comes like so naturally to him and he was raised like this is what you do yes. and I was like but why and he was like it's just because you respect women you have to like that's exactly what you do you always respect a woman yes and I was like that's interesting isn't it because I feel like some people are like that like you respect women like mm. they like they worship the ground you walk on and other people are like fuck women I know. Do you think that's interesting? Like, I know. I really think it's how you're raised. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What, what do you like, Chloe? Um, look, I am a little bit in between because I do really feel like men and women should be treated equally. But then at the same time, I love it when Clark does the extra mile. It makes me feel so special mm. and like wanted and needed and loved. Like I, and I can't work. It's not because I'm insecure. No. It's just because that's, it's just how it makes me feel. Like if we're out with friends and he goes, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. I'm gonna, what would you like? Or even if he doesn't ask, just comes back. With a drink. With a drink. I'm mm. like, thanks. Or if he just, all the little things like booking in my car service for yeah. me. I'm like, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah. Well, your love language is like acts of service, isn't it? Definitely. Mine yeah. is too. Yeah. So I feel like that's, Maybe that has something to do with it. We, like, really appreciate that because we like acts of service. Definitely. But then at the same time, I'm, like, I'm very independent and love my own company. And I don't think – I do think it would be a red flag, though, if Clark didn't do those things for me. Yeah, I do. And I know what you're saying because I think – I agree. I don't need someone to do those things for me. I can open the door myself. Mm. I can do all these other things myself. But I just think it feels so nice when yeah. someone does that for you. And, like, it's, I think it's also the manners and respecting. If I'm in front of Wes and he's got his hands full, I'll open the door for him. Yes, it goes both ways, doesn't it? It goes both it? ways, 100%. Yeah. And, like, the bar thing, I'm sure if you were at the bar, you would go and get Clark a oh, drink. Oh, definitely. Like, it's not just a, a one-way thing. No. But I do find it really attractive. Yeah, me too. When I first met Wes, he we met through Tinder. He came to pick me up from my house, and he parked outside, and then he oh. came to my door, <laughs> and we like walked up the driveway together, and then he opened my car door. The car door oh, for me. that's so cute. And then when we got to the place. He opened it like for me to get out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" No one had ever done that to me before. And the thing is, obviously, he doesn't do that now. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. There's a difference, and I think that's where the male listeners comment comes like comes through because it's yeah. like none of that 90s rom-com movie shit because there's days where you both got your hands full you're busy yeah running around doing errands and it's like oh you're gonna get the door for me like fuck no, off like no not, not right now is the time but yeah. there's moments like that where it's, like, it's like oh yeah i love that i love it too let us know your thoughts yeah tell us guys Alright, it's time for our favourite segment, Unfiltered Mail. This is where we dive into the juicy and filtered events of our own lives and sometimes yours. <laughs> okay, Chloe, you've got I one. got a story. <laughs> An anonymous one that was sent in. Alright, we ready? We're ready. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. <laughs> hey, Sass and Sips. I have one embarrassing story for you, which I still cringe about to this day. Alright, buckle up as I take you back to my uni days. 
We are talking about the time when I was a starry-eyed 20-year-old head over heels for a guy who happened to have a girlfriend studying the same course. Drama, am I right? Very. Mm. Naughty. Naughty. (laughs) So picture this. We're all partying it up at our favorite pub right smack in the city like one big happy group. And guess what? I get the inside scoop that my real life McDreamy and his girlfriend have called it quits. Cue the fireworks. Naturally, we started flirting and before I knew it, we were locking lips like our lives depended on it. (laughs) Things escalated quickly and my friend was eyeing his roommate. So all four of us ended up crashing at his apartment. Now this is where things take a hilarious or in my case, embarrassing turn. (laughs) One thing led to another and let's just say we didn't stop to have a conversation about uni timetables that night. No sass and sips, we went all in. But here's the embarrassing part. The next morning as I woke up to the sunshine and the feeling of a dusty hangover, I was semi-ready to go back to sleep and I noticed McDreamy was already awake. Impressive, right? So I casually asked him in a flirty way, Oh, you're up early? Why are you awake already? (laughs) in situating to come back to bed remember I like McDreamy and I was kind of hoping maybe this would lead into something more than a random hookup I expected a charming response but oh boy did I get more than I bargained for with a funny and unsure look on his face he said oh um (laughs) I'm just a light sleeper but with this funny look on his face and unable to make eye contact I knew there was something going on. So I said, oh, really? Did something happen? (laughs) And he responds with a confession of doom. Well, if you really want to know, you did a really big fart. (laughs) And it was so loud, it woke me up. (laughs) Why did you say that? Fuck my bowels. Why now? My heart sank and I buried myself into the covers trying to disappear as if the hangover wasn't enough. I had to deal with this gas-induced humiliation. (laughs) So McDreamy heads to the shower so I quickly gather my things, bid farewell to my dignity and hightailed it out of there. I (laughs) I left behind my friends still snoozing away with Mr. (laughs) What did she said? With Mr. Fartometer. (laughs) And my hopes for the fairy tale romance. Spoiler alert. It didn't go any further than that. Memorable night. And two two weeks later, guess who was back in his arms? His ex-girlfriend. Maybe her farts were silent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? It's good that she didn't end up with him because no one needs to be shamed oh, for fasting in their sleep. Absolutely not. That's no. so fucking rude. <laughs> Can I quickly... <laughs> This story just made me think of something and you can cut it out if you want to. <laughs> but when I first started dating Clark, like I have really big like poo fart phobia. Oh, I was going to say, I have really big poo. Okay. No, 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 no. Phobia, phobia, yeah, phobia. Yeah. Like I do, I never go to the toilet. Yeah. Like at work, I don't go to the toilet unless it's in my like comfort of my own home. Right. When I started dating Clark, I remember asking 
Lily in Georgia, I was like, when when will I be comfortable enough to like go to the toilet? Because I was like holding it oh, in no. until I was like felt like I was gonna pass out. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Clark and I were like three months into dating and we went for a week holiday to Noosa in Queensland. <laughs> and every time he would like leave the like holiday house or it was kind of more like a hotel really but I would like run and go to the toilet like I just hold on until I could go anyway there was this one night when we were both were in and I just had to fart I can't believe I'm saying this and I was like timing my fluffs (laughs) with (laughs) flushing the toilet (laughs) But my little slippery finger missed. <laughs> so I just fucked. <laughs> and Clark was like, whoa. Break. <laughs> uh, uh, I know, but it's hard for relationships. <laughs> well, that was only three months in. Now we are comfortable as. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, listener. All right, you ready, Clive? I'm ready. Okay. So this is anonymous. So the friends' names have just been changed to initials. Okay. Okay. So I get invited to a Halloween party, and N comes up with the idea as going as fuck, marry, kill. Oh. Me. N and G were like, oh my god, yeah, great, until I have to go as fuck, which is so embarrassing, but I did it anyway after a few glasses of wine. I was wearing a red silky dressing gown, the ones from Vietnam, handcuffs, a whip, and (laughs) see-through underwear underneath. You could see everything. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Anyway, it was at N's boyfriend's house, and me and G didn't know many people. I was single and got chatting to one of... N's boyfriend's mates. Running joke as I always end up sleeping with his friends which kills me inside. Lol. (laughs) So her and this guy go to the bathroom after a while and have a bit of fun and everyone comes up to me like, oh my god, do you know he's in an open relationship? I was dead. Like, fuck no. That's so awkward. He didn't say anything. (laughs) Anyway, I ask him and he's like, yeah, my girlfriend is off in Wales right now, probably sleeping with multiple guys. But I haven't slept with anyone else for a year. And he said, I go off vibes and we gel. Awkward. Ew. (laughs) Ick. (laughs) Anyway, he comes back to mine and we have sex. And then he says... (laughs) What? (laughs) The only way I can come is if you suck my nipples. (gasps) (laughs) Asleep and woke up the next day to an empty bed. Oh, I was so confused and I felt like I had dreamt it all. I rang N in a massive panic like, Did I bring a guy home last night? <laughs> because he's nowhere to be seen and the door is still locked, he, so he can't have left. Or I had the weirdest dream ever. She said, No, you definitely brought him back. Where the hell is he? I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> 
maybe he's hiding it in my wardrobe because I was snoring. Bearing in mind, my wardrobe is like Harry Potter's bedroom. <laughs> I look in there and no one's there. I then find a lipstick-covered note on toilet paper with his number, so I knew I hadn't dreamt it. I text him, saying, how the fuck did you get out of my house? He replied, I climbed out your window. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? My windows are so small, and he was a big guy. I wanted to die. I don't know what's worse, him climbing out the window to escape me or me sucking his nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm just going to show you this photo of the window he Lubricated after the nipple sucking. <laughs> it was oh, good to God. just shimmy out. <laughs> it's hot. Get ready to catch up on our weekly favorite picks from the world of pop culture. Now, Han. Holy fuck. <laughs> Kyle and Mauricio? Oh my goodness. So for the people that don't know who Kyle and Mauricio are, they are best known for their roles on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I just wanted, I've got little notes on my phone that I'm going to read out because I'm just like, I can't keep up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know. we had a conversation in the week, like, we should cover this. Yes. And then we, today was like, well, did you see this, this and this? I know. What the fuck is going on? But we need to talk about it. I'm so confused. So for people who don't know Carl Richards and Mauricio, I Carl thought... Carl is a woman, by the way. We should yes, say. she is a woman. She's actually best known as being Paris Hilton's auntie. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Kathy Hilton's sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good, good facts, right? Mm. So she began her acting career when she was only five years old and her most famous role at the time, which maybe for some of our older listeners, but wiser... <laughs> Listeners maybe know her from the slasher film Halloween, which she played alongside Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Mauricio was born in Mexico, moved to the US when he was six years old. Mauricio's dad was a property developer and worked very closely with the Hilton family. Anyway, the couple met when Kyle was engaged to her baby daddy at the time, and he was an uh, TV anchor. Anyway, Kyle said on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when she met Mauricio, she was just like, there was this instant connection. She just knew he was the one. And she was like, oh, my God, but I'm engaged. So she turned her ring around and was just like, I'm going to play like I'm single. She was just like, I know this is my man. Oh, my God. I I know. Can you imagine? Anyway, so fast forward. Kyle and Mauricio have four daughters, Farah, which isn't his biological daughter, but they both see each other as family, Alexia, Sophia, and Portia. So I'm going to give you a relationship timeline, Han, from the start to now. Okay. Okay, so 1994, they meet at a nightclub called Bar One in West Hollywood. Later that year, engaged. 1996, the couple were married in January. 1996 in June, so only, you know, five months later, they had their first daughter, Alexia, followed by Sophia in in the year 2000 and Portia in 2008. 
October in 2010, the couple start on the debut show, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 2011, Mauricio launches his business, The Agency, which his net worth now is 100 million US dollars. 2013, fans start speculating separation, but the couple reassures fans that their marriage has no secrets and confirming that they are the same off cameras as they are on cameras. December 2017, their family home was robbed and everything was taken, which was really fucked up. Uh, in 2020, Kyle's fellow Bravo co-star told US Magazine that the show was starting to put a strain on the relationship and that she was concerned for the relationship. I'm like, what the fuck? Those girls are savage yeah. on that show. Anyway, Kyle and Mauricio come back and say, I really think it's important to let your partner grow and change and be themselves. We are fine. Mm. Mm. So they shut that down. Yeah. Uh, 2021, the couple celebrates their 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. 2022, Mauricio and his daughters launch their TV series on selling homes, which is called Buying Beverly Hills. 2023, Valentine's Day, Mauricio posts a picture on Instagram of Kyle capturing my queen. Yeah. April, not that long ago, 2023, Mauricio shuts down rumors of separation and divorce. July 3rd, Monday morning, we all woke up to the couple had officially separated. Mm. Mm. Then the other day, they both posted a joint Instagram post stating the claims regarding divorce are untrue. However, yes, they've had their roughest year of marriage, the most challenging year. They both love and respect each other tremendously. And then the statement continues, they have no wrongdoing on any part, although they are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through these issues privately, while it be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salicus, I don't even know what that word means, narrative. That's a good statement, I reckon. Mm, Me too, they just literally like shut it down. And that is a repetitive behaviour, we've seen it happen through the timeline. Yeah. However, Kyle's Instagram feed, remember Kyle is the woman, (laughs) she's been posting photos with another woman known as Morgan Wade, who's a 28-year-old female American country singer, and now there's rumours going around that they may be dating. Oh my god. And I just can't keep up. I can't keep up. What did you think of my timeline? It was very detailed. Congratulations to you, because that is a history lesson for all of us. An Um, important history lesson. Very, very important, (laughs) and I'm glad that I had it, because there's obviously like a running theme here. Yeah. But then I just think relationships in general, like they've been together for 27 years. 27. 27 years. That's my age. Yeah. That is insane. Insane. And then I just think every couple goes through ups and downs and challenges and they're just like unfortunately in the public eye mm. where everyone knows. Yeah. And I think it would be really horrible to like constantly have someone being like, oh, What's going on? Yeah. Are you, another- <laughs> <laughs> Are you all of a sudden a lesbian because you're hanging out with this girl? Are like, you a country the fuck? music lesbian? <laughs> if someone didn't know me and they looked at my Instagram feed, they'd think we're in a relationship oh, 100%. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really hope they 
make it through this mm. and that they're together. I don't know why there's something about like glorifying, is that the right word? just like wishing that celebrities stayed together yeah. you know like it's a bit of hope wasn't it i know like, break up after that long yeah but they've got all the money they can go to couples therapy i know i'm like do it, they can. exactly so true all right next story another breakup though another breakup in we hollywood were sad about this one weren't we oh devastated i can see them the other day <laughs> why i they were the winners of Love Island UK last summer, yeah. 2022. And so, interestingly, they were actually at a movie premiere last week oh. together. And I'm pretty sure Ekansu posted a photo, like, um, whatever movie it was, Indiana Jones, I think. Yeah. Premiere with my mum. Oh. And then she's gone silent and Davide said, Ekansu and I are no longer together. I'm grateful for the memories and opportunities we shared together and I wish her nothing but the best. I would like for everyone to respect this decision during this difficult time. I will continue to support Ekin in any way possible. Now, Ekin didn't post anything. It's ugly. She has been silent. So apparently, they were meant to post a statement together. Oh. And last minute, she said, no, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I love her. I love Ekin too. Clearly... He's broken up with her. Oh, a hundred percent. She's like, fuck no. Yeah, I think she's in Turkey now with her oh, family. Oh, bless. I know. And yeah, we haven't heard anything since from her. Oh, they need to like have a TV show on the breakup. I know. Because that would be I like it would be such stick. a fiery relationship though. Oh, so fiery. And so the claims are obviously this is all um, allegedly um, that he thinks she was using their relationship for. Like clout and oh, shut fame. up, Davide. He's been together for almost a year. Yeah. Like, are you joking? It can't be for clout. No. She liked you. She yeah. loved you. Literally. Oh my god, I'm so sad that they're done. I know. Like, I knew they weren't gonna last, but I loved them. They were so entertaining. <laughs> were. I love Ekansu. Me too. She was so funny. She was hilarious. Go the fuck out, <laughs> actress liar. Liar. <laughs> Go the fuck out. <laughs> Get ready, sassy listeners, for Sips of Wisdom, where we dive into the realities of dating, sex, home buying, parenthood, and more. Now, we may not be certified experts, but we sure know how to navigate these wild waters and share our experiences with a touch of humour and honesty. So, grab your favourite drink, sit back, and get ready for some juicy questions and enlightening discussions. Cheers! Woo! (laughs) Alright, we've got a question. We had an anonymous question sent to our Instagram. Did COVID make or break your relationship temporarily or permanently? That's a good question. That is a really good one. And I feel like maybe this anonymous question kind of came for me (laughs) because I've spoken to Clark and he was like, talk about it. I think it's a really good thing to talk about. So I'm going to dive in deep and honest and unfiltered in this. So Clark and I did break up during COVID Mm. for about on and off for about a month. Like we broke up, got back together, broke up, then got back together. And I just look back on it and it was such a whirlwind. There was so much going on. Um, I don't know. I don't want to bore the listeners, but 
I am autoimmune compromised and when coronavirus came out, it was very doom and gloom for me, like to the point where my um, rheumatologist was telling me that I wasn't allowed to leave my home for six to 12 months. Mm. I had to stay um, with my family and they had to be really careful as well and mindful of my condition. You didn't go to work. I didn't go to work. I quit my job. Um, It was just really scary. Like I remember thinking, oh, if I leave the house, like I might die. And I definitely had very high health anxiety. Clark was working with a lot of people in and out every day. He worked at a store at the time. So there was lots of customers and like the news in Australia was so doom and gloom. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. And it was like, oh, Worrywood shopping centre, 50 cases of COVID. So then I used to like spiral and be like, what if Clark has been, you know. The Northern Beaches was like one of the biggest places it broke out to start with in Sydney. Yeah, which is where I live. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, like I'm going to die. Like I just remember being like, oh. If I get this, I'm going to die. And I couldn't get like any vaccines at the time. So this was like early COVID days. So that definitely put a lot of pressure on our relationship. So were you like not really seeing each other? Yeah, I think like I can't remember the full details, but we definitely, I think we went three months like not seeing each other um, because my parents were kind of giving – I was living with my parents at the time. And, and he they, was living at home as well. He was living at home as well. And my mum and dad were really worried about me. Yeah. And they were like, if Clark wants to be with you, like at our house, he has to have a different job. Mm. They didn't want him bringing in, you know, COVID. COVID. Yeah. And my sister also at the time was working in a nursing home. So we also had to be mindful of that. Absolutely. Um, but there was a few times where we like we'd go for walks and stuff like that. But I even remember like wearing masks and like yeah. only kissing like on the forehead and like on the cheek. Anyway, I just remember being like, mm, if he, I remember thinking, oh, if he really like wanted to work on this, like surely he'd get another job. But looking back on that, I'm like, there were no other jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it was such an uncertain time. Like people were losing their jobs. Yeah. And I think I was very self, not in a bad way, I was just very self-indulged. Yeah. And I was only putting me first and worrying about me. And it was just to a point where he was just annoying me. Like every time I saw him, I was like, you're going to give me COVID, you're going to make me sick. Yeah. And then I was just like. It's because you were so anxious about it though. So like, anxious. I think your whole world was just wrapped up in that. Like mm. you're leaving the house, you think you're going to die. Yeah. Mark's like wants to come in. You, you think he's going to kill you. Yeah. And so your mind's going, you're not changing your fucking job. You are going to kill me. Yeah. And then I just like kind of started to resent him and not yeah. want to like, and then I was like, oh, would, I don't know, you start playing, your mind just starts playing tricks yeah, on yeah. itself. You're like, oh, would someone else change their mind and get a different job and put me first? Like, I don't know. Like you just, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time in my own head, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You like overthink things. Yeah. And, like, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Mm. And you can look back and be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> there but were no jobs to have and stuff like that. But at the time, you can't control it. No. And you know what is crazy? And this is, like, the real advice here is that 
I never communicated any of this with Clark, like really how he was making me feel. And I don't know if it's a maturity thing because I don't even know in myself if I knew really how I was feeling. Like yeah. I definitely wouldn't have been able to articulate it. And what like now to present day, we are such good communicators. Like if anything comes up, I always tell him and vice versa. And that is the biggest blessing. And I feel like if we didn't have that rocky part in our relationship three years ago, I don't think we'd be together today. Like I feel like it was a real lesson for us both. And I look back on it and we were still so young. Like I think I just turned 25 Mm. and I was just like, oh, and he would have been 24. And it it was just such a crazy time yeah. to be alive, really. Yeah. And but, it's also um, a crazy time to have a relationship where you're not living together. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, how does he feel about it now? Oh, he will it? say the same thing. Like, it made, like, the that whole experience is what's made us a strong couple today. Yeah. Like, we are such better communicators. We're open and honest with each other. Not that we lied each other lied to each other before it was more that we wouldn't like speak open and honestly to each other and I kind of felt like that maybe a little bit at the time like Mm. oh he's not opening up to me he's not telling me like everything that he's feeling and like Mm. now like he I am his person like he will call me about anything and like same with me like if anything happens in the day I just tell him straight away Mm. and I just go oh so good that we were able to move forward because I just really do believe like he is my person. Aww. I know. So it does have a happy that's ending. So good, yeah. Like, that's what matters, isn't it? Like things, shit happens all the time, but it's what you take from it and what you learn from it. And like, I'm just so glad yeah. you guys got back together and you started working. Yeah. And I think it's really hard to like for people, like when you're in that situation and like a whole comfort thing, and then the whole like, oh, am I making the right decision? But I think taking time apart and then really like thinking, what do I want? What's going on? I think that's what made us yeah. stronger because I took that time to be like, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on, girl? <laughs> I know. That's so good. so yeah. the, que- the answer to the question is it, it made. It made us. It broke you temporarily and made you permanently. Yeah made us permanently so love, that. I love that yeah love you Clark oh, thank you for being honest and open with us no anytime Han <laughs> <laughs> woo yeah, we did it Han did it. episode 4 done. done two mics two girls two mics two girls did we sound better guys let us know let us know <laughs> do you like our new studio we do <laughs> we do thanks so much if you got this far it's been a pretty long one today I know, it has been a long one. It's been so much fun. So please like, follow, subscribe. subscribe and send us your juicy stories. I'm honestly, it's the highlight of my week. Me too. Thank you so much for taking time. All the polls. We love seeing all the stories. Oh, love it. And send us some more tips of this and questions. Yes, please. Oh, we'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. This episode of Sass and Sips was recorded on Darmal Guland. Always was, always will be Darmal Guland.